Today is Pentecost Sunday. You guys know what Pentecost Sunday is? Oh, yeah, some of you guys know. In the last couple of years, we've been talking about Pentecost Sunday. To be honest with you, I've been walking with Christ for about 13 years now, about 13 years. And I'd say for the first half of it, I I really didn't understand what Pentecost Sunday was. I I never heard of it, never heard about it in the past. Now, I've heard of a Pentecostal church, like I've heard of that, or Pentecostal background, but I really didn't have the knowledge of Pentecost Sunday until I was taught, but most importantly, until I went into the Word of God. Until I started reading the book of Acts. Until I started looking at the early church. By the way, Res Life family, the book of Acts, the early church, and how it was established with the fivefold ministry, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's your next reading assignment. Go read the book of Acts. Go read the book of Acts because this is the part where, where, where Jesus is already ascended into heaven and the church has been established. Okay? And by the way, we're still living and we're adding on to those chapters right now. We're, to, we're chapter 29 is what it is. There's, it only goes up to 28. But we're chapter 29. We're still writing this thing out. The mission hasn't been over. It's not over yet. And so we look and we celebrate. We need to remember that Pentecost was the day that the gift of the Holy Spirit was given to the church. That the gift the Holy Spirit was given to the early church according to the book of Acts. Again, this is after the ascension, after Jesus died, went to the grave, rose again, walked around for 40 days, and now is ascending into heaven. And he says, wait on that. Now, in Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist prophesies about the coming Holy Spirit. Okay, before it all happens, he prophesies about it. In Matthew 3.11, I baptize you with water for repentance, John says. But after me comes one who is more powerful Okay, I was doing some studies on this one scripture. I looked through all translations, and there are so many words that were used when John described Jesus, because that's who he's talking about. He says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful. Other translations say one more that's more greater. Other translations say one that's more mightier. Another translation says one that's more stronger. Okay? All these titles, all these attributes of Jesus is given by John. He prophesies about it. He says, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. Now check this out, church. He says, he will, okay, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. With the Holy Spirit and fire. Representing his power, his miracles, his wonders. Church, let me remind you, Jesus, before he ascended to heaven, he says, you're going to do mightier works than I did on earth. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. All those that come into Jesus Christ. Understand that John, the Baptist here, acknowledges the Holy Spirit. I think anybody can acknowledge, yeah, the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Holy Trinity. But not only that, John uh, acknowledges his power as well. He acknowledges that this Holy Spirit, he, the Holy Spirit, has power for your life. You see Jesus in Luke 24, 49 say this, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, okay? But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high, he tells his disciples. Stay here in the city, in the boundaries, because you can't go out of the boundaries until you have that power, You go out there, you probably won't make it. But with my power, with my Holy Spirit, you can do the impossible. 
And they were waiting for that. He says, wait here, I will clothe you with that power. As believers, again, we should acknowledge and also celebrate Pentecost Sunday, which one of the reasons why we're going to have a night of worship tonight. Okay, but we, to, we need to also understand that we need to operate through the Holy Spirit. We need to acknowledge, we need to celebrate and operate through the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to work through us as well. You see, the Holy Spirit is what activates us to do the impossible. Did you know that? I've shared this many times and I'll share it again. I remember sitting down with Pastor Danny a while ago, and, and we were just kind of going back and forth, and he was, he was sharing with me that someone came up to him and said, it is hard being a Christian. And I thought about that for a second. I chewed on that for a second. I'm like, yeah, it is. I guess I can see that. It is hard. And Danny goes, no, 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 no. It is impossible to be a Christian. And God knew that. That's why he sent you the Holy Spirit. So you could. So you can. And I think most of you guys, are, and maybe all of you guys are. I believe that with all my heart. The Holy Spirit is what activates us believers to do the impossible. Without the Holy Spirit, check this out, church, you're just a car without a battery. (laughs) Without the Holy Spirit, you're just a lamp that's not plugged in. Think about that for a second. You were designed, you were, you were designed to do the purpose of maybe lighting up a room or maybe having the rubber hit the road, but without that power source, the lamp and the car don't they don't they don't fulfill their purpose of what they were created for. Can I get those cards real quick? Last week, did you guys enjoy Yolanda Mendez? She was phenomenal, great word for on a Mother's Day. Now she did a little uh, a project with you guys. Um, a little exercise, and what she said was, I want you to des- uh, put something that you want to do or you desire for God's kingdom, write it on two pieces of cards. One, put it in your Bible. The other one, pass it to Jesse. And I got this stack right here. And last week, my wife and I, we just went right through them. And I, you know, she went, she's like, wow, as she's going through them. And I'm categorizing serving, teacher, leader. I mean, I'm just all that you guys desire. And I realized, like she said, I realized this is treasure in my hands. So I call these my treasure cards. By the way, we're praying for you guys, okay? These are, these are treasure cards that, that I have in my hands right now. And I believe right now with all my heart that some of you guys have a passion. Some of you guys have a desire to do great things for God's kingdom, but you feel like from your perspective it's impossible to do or I'm not adequate enough to do it. Or can I even do You start questioning yourself. You start questioning God. And tell you what, some of you guys try to look for some confirmation through a person. And God's never said to do that, but to trust him. Do you think I can do this? Because I don't know if I can do this or not. Now, you might get the encouragement. Some might get the discouragement. But bottom line is, God's saying what you can do through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know Paul asked a question in 1 Corinthians 14, 15? He says, what am I to do? Then he answers it. I love it. He says, I will pray in, with the Spirit and with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind also. Then he says, I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. I will also sing with my mind. 
Paul acknowledges the Holy Spirit, like we all acknowledge the Holy Spirit, but he also shows that he's operating through the Holy Spirit, understanding that there is something in here that I need to plug into, and that's God Almighty through his son Jesus Christ with the gift of the Holy Spirit in my life. Remember I told you guys about the car and the, and, and the lamp? The moment you plug it in, it lights up a room. The moment you put a battery in it, its power source is there. You can start the engine. You can go forward. When you are activated, when you were created to come into Christ Jesus, he's put that battery in you. He's put you in that wall, in that socket, and plugged you in. And now you have power to do something to make a difference here on earth. Don't count yourself out. See, the enemy's trying to do everything he can to count yourself out and make you not just operate in the giftings that he's given you. But you are gifted. You are gifted and you can do it because you have the Holy Spirit. And Paul says it in this scripture that we just read. I pray with my spirit. It's so sad to hear that when we think about uh, praying in the spirit or praying in tongues, it, it has such a bad reputation to the world. But reality is God gave that to us. It's not something that we can choose to say, okay, I'll take this. And, and, or, or I'm not comfortable with doing No, 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 no. It was given to you. It's, it, it, that's what it's about. And when we can pray in the spirit, when we can pray with an unknown language where maybe our mind don't understand, understand that our spirit does. And our heavenly father does. There are times where I don't understand what, what I need to pray for, but I have an urgency to pray for somebody. And so I step in and pray, not only in the spirit, like Paul just said, but Paul also said, I will pray with my mind also. And you will hook that together, and impossible stuff happens. I had a great teacher back in Bible school. Actually, he was my pastor. He used to say this all the time to us, and it just, it's embedded. And if you came from, from that school, it's, you, you know what I'm talking about, okay? He would say this. When you, take the, when you take the natural and the supernatural and you bring it together, it creates an explosive force for God. And it's true. I mean, when you look through the, through the entire Bible, you, even the Old Testament, there's the natural side of things, and then there's the supernatural side of things. Moses extended the, the staff. The waters parted. Moses did his part, God did the rest, according to VeggieTales. <laughs> I watch a lot of VeggieTales, guys. <laughs> I have four children. Okay? So you mean I wave the stick and God does the rest? Yeah, you wave the stick, God does the rest, is what he says, the big pickle. Or cucumber, sorry, cucumber. When you, when you pray in the Spirit, when you're in the Spirit, when you, when you understand that it is operating through the Holy Spirit, you don't have to have an answer, but you know the answer is within you. And you're able to step out and do the impossible. Peter did the impossible. Something supernatural happened because he did something in the natural. He was willing to step out of the boat. And then, the, and then God came in and kicked in it and did the rest. And it's sad because a lot of people don't believe this. Oh, that's Old Testament. Look, our scripture says, our, our Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God doesn't change his mind. God doesn't change his mind. He understands this gift was not only given to the early church, but also to the church that's still here. Because we are one in Christ, one in the body. When you are praying in the Spirit, it's just you're just plugging into the power source. Jesus says in Luke 10, 19, he says this, Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Okay? But don't stop there, because the next sentence says this, Nothing will injure you. Nothing will 
injure you. In other words, this is what Jesus was saying. Anything demonic, anything hindering your, your, your relationship with God, you have power over in Christ Jesus. That's all he's saying. He's like, you, you don't have to submit to that. You have power over that. Pentecost, understand this, church, Pentecost is just simply the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of the Holy Spirit, and you see this in the book of Acts, chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Kind of like this, right? In one place. Verse 2. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. See, windstorms are biblical. Cloudy weather is biblical, okay? Just saying that right now. If you don't understand what I'm saying, I just like cold weather, okay? But it's like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. I'm going to pause there for a second, okay? And it filled the house where they were sitting. I truly believe that house he's talking about is not only the house of God, but the house that's you. Because he's filling you up. It says in verse 3, Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to do so. Church, we need to stay plugged in to the power source, the Holy Spirit. Because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a situation where, well, I, I, should I believe this or not? It's, a, it's an act of faith. And knowing and believing what God's word says. Praying in the spirit, or in other words, praying in tongues, is the evidence. And I'm going to say this loud. It's the evidence. Now everyone say evidence. evidence. It is the evidence, the scripture says, of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not the purpose of being filled. And that's where the world twists it. And they make it seem like it's this thing that's not God and that's a lie. The Bible says it is the evidence of being filled because the purpose of you being filled is given in Acts 1.8. And it says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Okay? In other words, you will tell everybody about me. You will have the words to speak. You will know what to say. You will know how to approach. Honestly, church, you know when to shut up. How many times have we gotten ourselves into trouble because we're trying to prove a point and we use God's word as more as a smacking tool rather than a life-giving tool? Just saying. God's spirit in you has activated you and given you the words to speak. Do you remember Jesus when he walked on earth, when you read the entire gospels? It says countless times, I only speak what the Father tells me to speak. And there was countless times where the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders would say, well, are you going to say something, Jesus, and try to prove him wrong or try to trap him? And the Bible will always say God knew their thoughts. God saw their hearts. And there were times where Jesus didn't have to answer. Jesus was facing death. Jesus was facing death. He was about to be crucified, and he's with Pontius Pilate. And people are yelling, crucify, crucify. This man is from the devil. They're, 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 they're yelling blasphemy at him. They're, they're insulting him. They're beating him down. And Pontius Pilate looks at Jesus and says, are you going to defend yourself? Are you going to say, do you not realize I have the authority over you to give you to set you free? And I love it, what Jesus says. He doesn't say, quiet everybody. He doesn't say, you don't know what you're talking about. I know my God. I, he doesn't do any of that. 
He says, the only reason why you have power is because of my father. The only reason why you have authority is because my father gave you that authority. He didn't have to prove himself. He didn't have to try to defend himself. He just spoke and listened to what the father told him to speak. He, he knew what to say at the right moments because he was in tune with his father. In other words, when, when I read this scripture, in other words, you will know what to say and when to say it when it comes to talking to people about Jesus. There are countless times where I just didn't know what to say. I'm going to be honest. Can I be a little, can I be, I guess, really serious about this for a second? Even 13 years walking with Jesus, there are times where I'm like, man, okay, how do I talk about you, God, knowing that they, they, they need you? And, you know, I, I, I don't want to go over there. And it's, I just didn't know how to do it. And I would ask God. And it's so awesome how the, just through the power of God, just he would make an opportunity happen. He would, or he would give me the words to speak. And I felt like it was, I didn't do anything. But on the other side, they'll look at me and say, did you read my mail? Like, how did you know? And I said, I, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to say something to you. Ever been in that boat? If you, if you haven't, give it to God. Let the Spirit fill you. You'll be in that boat. You'll be in that boat. He, he, he fills us with the Spirit because he wants to have us become his witnesses. He wants, have, he wants to have us have the words to speak and the approach to have when we, when we approach this world, okay? You'll know what to say. You'll know what to do when you talk about Jesus. Now, when we're going through this entire uh, um, Pentecost, I realize that there are three direct dimensions in us that happens when we yield to the Holy Spirit, when we allow the Spirit of God to fill us, okay? And the first one is this, that the Holy Spirit does an inward work in us, an inward work. This is where we are cleansed, we are comforted within us the moment we come to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. So the moment we say yes to Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit comes within and it bears witness with our spirit and our spirit comes alive. Our spirit comes alive. You see, when we come to Jesus, what the Holy Spirit does is he confirms that we are God's child, that we are God's child, that there is no more guilt, there is no more shame. You are now heavenly bound. And a lot of times we try to, we, 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 we wait, that was a lot of we's, we wait for a feeling. We wait for a feeling. And it's not about a feeling. Church, listen to me. You probably know somebody, because I know a lot of people that are waiting for a feeling. It's not a feeling, but an act of faith. It is an act of faith. Romans 8, 16 says that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It's an act of faith. You see it. You see it through the scriptures and stories for someone to do something mighty, for someone to do something impossible, for someone just to simply say yes to Jesus. It was an act of faith. You look at the story of Abraham and Isaac in the book of Genesis, and you'll see where Abraham was called by God to go and sacrifice his son. And Abraham obeyed. He obeyed. And I won't get into the story, but, but what happens is because of his obedience, Hebrews says that it was credited as righteousness to him. 
Understand that he just simply obeyed and he trusted God. He allowed God to do an in-work in him because he knew, regardless, my God, it's, in his, it's my God's hands. He's got this. He trusted him no matter what. Number two is that the Holy Spirit does an upward work in us. Okay, we first talked about the inward work. That's with us, the believer. Now he's going to do an upward work in us. Jesus says of the Holy Spirit, he says this in John 16, 14. He says, he will glorify me, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Again, I just told you guys, Jesus spoke what the Father told him to speak. And in a sense, we're in the same way. Now the Holy Spirit reveals all that Jesus spoke on through his scripture, through his power, through his, through his spirit. And all glory goes to him. He's doing an upward work within us. The Holy Spirit is not just pointing up us upward, but he's also pointing us up, us up heavenward. He's making us, he's making heaven on earth through us. He says we can walk this kingdom out right now. And the last point is this, okay? The Holy Spirit does an outward work in us. You are empowered, guys, church. You are empowered to impact people's lives for eternity. And I think, again, the perfect example today is Peter. Peter. And Peter did a lot of stuff. I mean, if you read it. Peter walked on water. People addressed the crowd. People, Peter... Denied Jesus three times, but because Peter allowed the Holy Spirit to work in him in the book of Acts, there was a result that happened. A man who missed it quite a few times with Jesus. A man who walked with Jesus, but missed it quite often. But yet, because of an, a, a, an act of faith, because of the Holy Spirit, Peter was able to address a crowd. He allowed the Holy Spirit to work inward, upward, and then outward. And the scripture says this in the book of Acts. Church, I encourage you, read the book of Acts this week. The scripture says this, that 3,000 were added that day to God's family. 3,000 were added that day to God's family. Because of one man allowing the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to fill him. Acts 2.41, I'll close it with this. Those who accept his message were baptized. And we're talking about Peter's message that he addressed the crowd. Those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 added to their number that day. Can you imagine Peter not speaking up? Now he's walking with Jesus. He's living for Jesus. He knows he's forgiven by Jesus. But it must have took a little bit of faith to say, I will speak about Jesus. I think with the church, that's, that's probably one of the biggest obstacles we face. And I believe it's because we're afraid to be rejected. We're afraid to be rejected or, or look not a part of the crowd, I guess. I hope I said that right. Can you imagine if Peter just chose not to? But all he did was he submitted. He submitted to the Holy Spirit and he spoke and he trusted. 3,000 came. 
and said yes to Jesus. Church, think about it for a second. That same spirit that was flowing in Peter, that filled Peter, is the same spirit that fills you. Now, you might, have, you might already have God doing an inward work in you. You know, and you're walking, you're whistling it through your day. And you might be praising and glorifying your God in an upward way. You're becoming more, you're letting the world know, I am heaven bound. But have you allowed the power, <laughs> have you allowed the power to come outward where people can have that same invitation and that same lifestyle that you have? And I'm not, not talking about, well, I'm, 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 cur- I'm courageous enough to just talk about, I'm not ashamed of you. No, 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 I'm not talking about that type of, uh, uh, of outspeaking. I'm talking about allowing God to tell you what to do, to tell you what to speak on, to tell you what to not, not to get involved in. That's the outward part I'm talking about. We need more of that, church. We need more of that in this city. We need more of that in this nation. We need more of that in this world. You see, people are looking for answers. You know this. You look in social media. You look at the news. You look at every end of the world. You listen to conversations. People are looking for answers. And they're trying to figure out, is this it? No. Is this it? No. Is this it? No. And it's like watching a kid put a puzzle together and there's that one piece that's, that's needed. And you know that piece is not a part of that, that puzzle set. Now it's similar. It looks like it. But it doesn't fit, and you know that. But we're just watching the kid jam it in there. And then frustration happens, and then they take it all apart. But if you know the answer, and you realize, oh, the piece they needed was over here. Okay, here you go. Jesus. Jesus. I heard this the other day. Not Yanni. Not Laurel, Jesus. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. I'll let you guys figure it out later. Not Yanni, not Laurel. I don't hear that. I hear Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. You guys catching me? You guys letting God talk to you? Okay. <laughs> you know the piece that completes the puzzle. Why are we allowing the Holy Spirit to do his part? He says, extend your staff. I'll do the rest. I'll make a way. Don't question our God. Your Father who knows all and is all and within all. Trust him. Church, we need to remember Pentecost Sunday and where we come from. We cannot do life without the Holy Spirit. You are not a Christian. You are not a believer if you do not acknowledge and operate in the Holy Spirit. I say that with boldness. Oh, yeah. Ooh, careful. Just no. I don't want to be careful. I want to be truthful. I want to be truthful. Because one day we're going to face a throne. We're going to face a throne. And the scripture says in Revelation that I, I cast the demons out in your name. Depart from me for I do not know you. Is what his Bible says. If that gives you chills inside like it's giving me chills, good. That is the fear of the Lord. There is a mission in hand. Church, 
You are the answer that you have. Don't count yourself out. He needs you. He needs you. Take it to your works, your jobs. Take it to the office. Take it to your schools. But allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and lead you. So all glory goes to him. All glory goes to him. I want you guys to just marinate on that for a while now. You know, I, I was telling you earlier, I'm going to talk about it, about tonight. But tonight's night of worship, Pastor Danny and I have been praying. And, and honestly, I, 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 we really believe with all our heart that tonight's the night people are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not the baptizer. I'm just going to trust the Holy Spirit that he's going to work in you guys. But we're going to obey what God's telling us to do. We want you guys to join us and those that you know to come join us tonight of night of worship, 630. And watch the power of God hit you where you're at. That is not my promise. That is his promise. And I believe that is the missing piece that people are missing. You love Jesus. You believe in God. You've confessed. But you're not allowing the Holy Spirit or you to operate in the Holy Spirit. And that's what he wants you to do. Also, again, these, these are the questions that you might have. Or, or, you know, Jesse, what else do I need to do? This is where growth track is going to be coming in. We're going to fill you in with what you need. We want to give you the tools. We want to show you scripture. We want to give you what the Bible saying. We're not going to just teach you, church. We're not going to just teach you. We're going to demonstrate it. We're going to operate it as a family of God. And watch, watch God hit this place and have a ripple effect. That's what's been in my heart lately. Let's go ahead and pray close our eyes. Father, I just thank you right now, Lord.